What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kelechi, and we're back with another one of these. Welcome back to the Rambling Mind Podcast with me, Kelechi, your host, who will just be yammering and talking on this tin. How y'all doing? I hope y'all have had a good week so far, and I hope y'all are looking forward to the new weekend. New weekend. To the weekend. I don't know why I said new weekend, but to the weekend. How y'all doing? Hope this week hasn't been too rough for y'all. It's been a pretty good week for me. It's been pretty straight up just working week for me, but it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. It's, it's nice to always have a good working week, but not overworking week. I don't know if y'all get that reference, but anyway, how y'all doing? I hope y'all are doing pretty well. I hope y'all are doing very well. Before we get into anything today, I just want to say thank you to each and every single one of you that is listening to this podcast. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing the podcast. If you don't share the podcast, please share the podcast. Let other people know about what you're listening to. Let them know about some of the knowledge that you're gaining or share with me some of the knowledge that you are gaining. Hit me up on Instagram about your thoughts and what you think about this. Again, you can hit me up on Instagram at Main. That's L-E-E-C-H-I-M-A-N-E. I don't know. What y'all think? Let me know. Should I create a separate Instagram account for the Rambling Mind podcast? I don't think I need to because it's me that's hosting this thing. And so just hit me up there if you want to talk to me. But also leave a review whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or Google Podcast, any one of these places, leave a review. Let me know what you think about this podcast. I saw a couple of reviews on Apple. I appreciate those of y'all who left those reviews. Thank you so much to the two of you that left that review. It is very much appreciated. Uh, thank you for leaving those five-star review. Average review on Apple Podcasts right now is five stars. I'm so happy. So if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you have the time, just take a second or two. If you have an Apple device, just Pull out your phone. Most people listen to this podcast on Apple devices anyway, so you already got it on your hand. So just pull that bad boy out. And rather than listening to it on Spotify, as most of y'all do, just open the Apple podcast while you're listening on Spotify and just type a little something, something in there. And let's let me read some of those reviews. I'll really appreciate it to be able to learn more about what people feel and think about this podcast so we can keep making it grow, improve the quality and do all the things that we need to do. I need that feedback so I can keep growing and making these things, especially if you enjoy the podcast. That would be great. I would love to hear some feedback. So hit me up, whether it be on Twitter or it be on Instagram. It's both at Main, L-E-E-C-H-I-M-A-N-E. So I'm going to be at both locations. Either one is fine. Just hit me up, tag me, all that good stuff and share it again. Share it with other people. Let other people know about what you're listening to so they can get in on the fun as well. Well, today we got a few topics to get into. We're going to hit on some business stuff. We're going to hit on a little bit of political stuff. We're going to hit on some sports and we're going to close out this thing with some business. So let's get right into it. Remember last week and the beginning of this week when I always talked about how economists are kind of scratching their heads and at this point they're scratching so much that they're starting to bleed like they just they, like the economy is just keeps confusing them and it keeps making no sense at the point that it is right now. They're getting multiple reports from different indexes as we talked about. Well, they finally do what economists do and when economists are confused or when they're bored, they like to play with numbers. So they decided to put their minds to action and put some numbers together and they came up with some few indexes or 
indexes that they already have and it just shows the uncertainty of the world market as a as a whole this is reports coming from the wall street journal one of the uncertainty index that they have hit its highest level on record in oct in august not october we're in october right now in august since 9 11 apparently we are at a higher level of uncertainty than when 9 11 happened higher than when the european debt crisis happened remember greece when they were going through all that debt crisis and a lot of countries were like freaking out and then the, since the trump election in 2016 well the trump election is the reason why we have this level of uncertainty there's just everyone is confused as to what exactly to expect from the market you look at one index and it shows that the world is coming to an end you look at another one it shows that everything's okay so everywhere they look and everything they're looking at there's nothing that points directly to what they can expect so economists are confused business people are confused but i'm happy because i ain't got to pay that high of an interest rate but i'm just saying it's a confusing time to be an economist and a business person right now another uncertainty index <laughs> that zeroes in on trade policy averaged a, uh, a level of two between 1996 and 218 which is the level of uh, of uncertainty it's from a scale of one to ten and it's been two since 1996 to 2018 that's after the recession that's during the recession that's at 9-11 happened all these things that happened in between those years the, it never went above two, but now it's at a 10. That just shows how much uncertainty and how much nobody knows exactly what's going on. Partly because of some of the things, the tensions that we see in the world, the same things we've been talking about from trade wars to government instabilities to multiple protests going all, all around the world, like different places in the world with whether it's Barcelona, whether it be in China, Hong Kong, as we've been talking about. There's just so many places where there's just uncertainty and world governments are not doing what they need to do in at, at home. And so a lot of people are finally rebelling against the government, protesting against the government, and it's going crazy. I mean, there's one in Haiti. There's one in uh, Chile. So many other places where people are just, but people are just having a serious unrest because they are tired of the inequality when it comes to the way they live and the way the the government just keeps on being so corrupt in so many different places and these are some of the things that are affecting world trade and plus we also have the issues with brexit and we have the trade war between the u.s and china we have the trade war between korea and japan and so there's a lot of different places where we're having all kinds of trade war and then there's of course the new tariffs that the u.s put on europe and so there's a lot of different places where there's just so many factors that's playing into it and nobody really knows how to settle into it. Nobody really knows what exactly is going to come out of it. And so there's a lot of uncertainty. That's why we have that index communicating to us that there's, it's at a level of 10. So I don't know where we're going to go from there, but it's as we've been saying and it's as we've been talking about, which is basically that the, the world government just needs to do something to push stuff in the right way. As the World Bank new chief of economies or economist, chief economist, I don't know why I said that, chief economist Penelope Kujuanu Goldberg, aka she's called Penny, she said policy is supposed to move instability or remove instability. Instead, it is suppressing old certainties and no one knows what tomorrow will bring. That's a quote from Penelope uh, Goldberg. And she's, she's right. For a lot of places, the policies that are being put into place make no sense and are the reasons 
for why we have such instabilities in so many world markets and so many world uh, governments in, in so many different markets that we have been able to count on to know exactly what will happen in some areas it's a good thing because it's the citizens standing up for what they need in order for their countries to do better and for their countries to take better care of them i mean in one country they were going to be taxed on whatsapp calls which is one of the most common ways that they were being able to make phone calls because the system in the country doesn't work well i forget what country it was and they were about to be taxed on it and so the people revolted and it was the last straw on the camel's back in that situation and that's just an example of how in different places people are just done and, and, and are just tired of how their government has been treating them and they're ready to do something new they're ready to stand up for something else and say we need a new way of being governed we need a new system in some areas it is good in other areas aka the united states it's not so good because we're used to stability and a president and a government system that doesn't just do whatever it feels not necessarily knows to be right or rather has reasons for doing it but rather just going by gut feelings and feels to be the right way to approach things and so it's really messing up a lot of business plans it's really messing up a lot of uh economist predictions and it's just making everybody confused about what to expect when we when they look at the different indexes when they look at the different things that they usually look to to see what is the way the market is gonna go and so we just have this huge cloud hanging over the heads of everyone that has anything to do with money and it's slightly slowly starting to trickle down from the macro perspective and we're starting to see it affect in the micro perspective and we'll talk more about that as we go forward anyway last week we talked about how it was the week of the big banks reporting their earnings uh with all the big banks with jp morgan wells fargo chase all those mega mega banks city banks reporting their earnings so we can see what is going on in the economy and last week they gave a lot of good news there was a lot of good news coming out of the banks which was one of the reasons that economies were confused seeing that every, seeing that interest rates were cut and all these other things were cut how are the banks still making money and how are they still able to meet their expected earnings and so from there this week is all about this S&P 500 with 25% of the companies that represent the S&P 500 by the way side note the S&P 500 is a group of I want to say it's like a hundred or so companies that's within the S&P 500. And these are really massive companies. You were talking about companies on the level of Coca-Cola, Amazon, Microsoft. Those type of companies are all reporting their earnings this week. So, and these are the type of companies that change how the Dow Jones reacts, that change obviously how the S&P 500 either grows or shrinks and changes just basically in different ways if we're seeing and it shows a global total of are we seeing growth or are we seeing negativity as a whole so some companies can be seeing growth but if most of the companies in the S&P 500 is predicting losses then we know that things are looking on the negative side so a few companies that will be presenting their earnings report and some of them have already presented their earnings report I will talk about them a little bit are McDonald's eBay PayPal Ford Boeing United Technologies, who recently had a merger with, I believe, um, Raytheon, I want to say. Tesla, Caterpillar, P&G, who is aka Procter & Gamble, and they make li- pretty much everything. If you think about it, they make it. Everything from your deodorant, Old Spice is under them, Olay is under them. Basically, anything you can think of that you use in your bathroom, 
they make. Procter & Gamble is the one that owns that company, owns that brand, and makes it. Febreze is under them. There's all kinds of stuff. Just look on a label. Febreze is under them. Look on the label. I'm just, I'm just coming up with different things as I'm looking around my apartment. Like, oh yeah, they make that too. So they have, um, just look for P&G on your, on a label of something and you'll see that Procter & Gamble probably owns it. So they have a wide span of stuff that they control and they own and they have a, they have their hand in. So their earnings report is going to be big to show how people are shopping and how people are buying things. Caterpillar, I think I already mentioned them. Amazon, UPS, Visa, Comcast, Intel, 3M, Twitter, Verizon, Microsoft as well will all be announcing. These are just a few companies that will be announcing their earnings report this week. So it's a massive amount of companies that are announcing their third quarter earnings reports and it can either show where the, it, it will, it's not either, it will show where the market is heading. Are we he heading in a negative direction or are we heading in a positive direction? It will also show what companies are doing well and in what areas they're doing well. Is there certain things that we don't see, but now we get to see their books get open and they're doing well. Are they doing well domestically, but internationally they're sucking? Are they doing well internationally because they did a massive importation of goods before the tariffs hit? We'll see all that stuff coming up. We'll probably go over it next week as we get more and more details about some of these companies. And we'll only focus on some of the bigger companies that make some of the bigger moves. So the, your Microsofts of the world, your Teslas of the world, because I'm also a tech head. So I tend to focus more on those companies and any company that you can use as a predictor. So Caterpillar is a huge predictor of how the world is going or how the world is changing or how the world economy is changing. They're one of those predictor stocks that we can use to predict what's about to happen. So that'll be one of the ones that will probably end up have, uh, going over unless if it's a boring and it's we can pass it and we'll probably pass it so so those are some in, in, interesting ones that we're, we're looking forward to hearing what they have to say in their earnings report just to hit on some of the companies that are in that S&P 500 that report reported their earnings already and I could see some of the notes from their earnings Hasbro is already showing signs of the trade war having an effect on its earnings so it reported negative earnings or lower earnings than was expected. Again, remember, we always talk about expectations versus reality. If you don't hit what you expect to hit, then that's just you lose. So because you, expectations is in your hands. Like if you expect, if I say I expect to work out tonight and then you don't meet that reality of that, that's negative. Everybody has those things that I expect to eat steak. And if I end up eating drinking water that night that's a disappointing stat so it's basically the same thing with stocks that we've been talking about expectations are massive if you set an expectation and you don't meet those expectations well investors don't like that so hasbro reported negative earnings aka meaning they didn't meet their expectations for the third quarter and it was mainly due to the tariffs due to the trade war between the u.s and china and as we all know most toys are made in china and that may hit them very very hard eventually we're gonna see those trickle effects start affecting customers because christmas is coming up thanksgiving is coming up major shopping season is coming up i've been referring to this major shopping season it's going to be massive to see those numbers especially after black friday to see if people are actually still shopping or if people are going to put their money in their pocket and run away from it which is one of the things that causes a recession and then goes into a depression so we'll see what happens with that mcdonald's also announced their earnings reports one of the key things to take away from mcdonald's earnings report is people are really not going to mcdonald's as much as they did in the past is not having that much of food uh, uh foot 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 traffic <laughs> i can't talk 
foot traffic to their various locations anymore. However, the way they're making up for it is they're charging more per person and they're using value deals to be able to cover up for it and get people to pay more for items. So over time, we're going to be seeing more and more of McDonald's and seeing how they're able to fight back against this healthy crave day and age that we're in, where people are moving away from the fast food, moving away from unhealthy. And I won't say fast food because Chipotle is technically fast food, but unhealthy options and moving into more healthier options. You remember when McDonald's was kind of doubling down and saying they weren't going to do veggie meats or impossible meats and those kind of things. But like I, in one of the podcasts, we talked about how they finally doubled down and or not doubled down, but backed off and went and they're announcing, they announced their own version of the impossible burger or beyond burger or one or the other where they partnered up with them and they're beginning to test it. So we're going to see how McDonald's plays this out, but it's just interesting to know that people aren't going to McDonald's as much. And an important note to note is for the first time in two years, McDonald's missed on their quarterly profit market. In other words, they aimed the, the, McDonald's is one of the better companies at aiming at something and saying this is what we're going to hit and they didn't hit that so for the first time in two years they fell behind what they were expected to make in profits and the markets don't like that again earnings versus reality very important snap aka snapchat announced their earnings as well good news is snapchat is finally making more money it had more monthly users than it had all of last year it had a 13 percent increase in monthly users which is really good for them however their losses are also increasing with the amount of things they're investing in to try and get people to come to use snapchat they're losing a lot more money and they have to keep investing in order to keep getting people to be a part of snapchat however their losses having those losses is okay because they're making more money they're profiting and making more money however they're making very little money per customer so the way people like facebook instagram snapchat twitter are able to make money is basically by selling ads however to be able to get more ads on your platform you have to show a sign that your ad the ad is actually going to sell to customers so you provide per customer sales which is basically not per customer sales i forget how to put it perfectly but it's basically per each person that use your platform how much money are we going to be able to recoup from it and snapchat on like twitter instagram and facebook facebook has the highest level where people will see ads and actually buy those things and it's like about ten dollars per person who uses facebook where on snapchat it's only two dollars that's really low and below what investors were expecting snapchat to report as they have a higher growth and they have more users but snapchat is growing and it's a good news to see that snapchat is growing because snapchat and twitter are really the only two competitive competition that facebook has so we gotta have snapchat twitter grow and keep doing well these are just some takeaways that from companies that have reported between monday and tuesday we'll see more companies report throughout the week and from there we'll talk more about those companies next week and see if they will actually be growing or if they will not if they aren't growing so moving on from there, we'll talk about the streaming wars because this fight is going down. It is not going anywhere anytime too soon. So Disney finally took a page out of Netflix books, Netflix playbook and partnered up with Verizon. And they are offering a free year of subscription service to all Verizon Unlimited customers. Whether you're current or you're signing up as a new customer, you can get free one year of Disney plus service. And this is what I've been saying. 
the only way a lot of these streaming companies are going to be able to survive is not by trying to do it by themselves but is by partnering up with whether it be communication servers or whether it be internet service providers one or the other they're going to have to find a balance where they have to where they're going to partner up with one or the other just like t-mobile and netflix has their partnership i'm a t-mobile user i use netflix because it's free from by the way if you don't know if you have a t-mobile account you can get a free netflix you can get free netflix just by signing up just go to your 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 online profile sign in there just like you pay your bills there's a button there you can get netflix for free that's what i did and i get netflix for free so do that it's like it's already in your bill some way somehow i already know it's in my bill i already know they're charging it charging me so if they're charging me for it might as well take advantage of it so it's a it's a free way to get multiple people subscribed to your service using your service consistently before you pull the wool over their head and then you start charging them money and usually when people are used to a service ask amazon once people are used to a service they're gonna keep using it i.e when i was using amazon prime when i was in college it was like 30 40 bucks now i'm not in college and it sure as heck ain't 30 40 bucks for a month uh, for a year of amazon prime but it's convenient it's easy so i keep using amazon prime it's the same way that disney wants to use verizon which verizon has the largest user base in the united states for uh communication service provider and it's also one of the better ones. I'm not going to lie. Verizon probably has the best service of every. Not probably. does have the best service of everybody. And it has the largest base point. So Disney is using it as an easy way to get millions and millions of subscribers to go ahead and sign up for Disney Plus service. And it's a good way to do it. They're not doing it like Apple did it. Which Apple did it a terrible way. Apple, the way they partnered with with uh, with Verizon, it was a terrible partnership. I don't like the way they partnered up. It was like for six months. It was like three months you get free um apple music which is you get free apple music for three months anyway if you just sign up for yourself so that was a waste but anyway netflix did it the right way and got a lot of people signed up that way disney is doing it the right way and getting a lot of people to sign up for disney plus in the same manner so it's going to be interesting to see how these because there's so many freaking streaming services there's too many services so it's going to be interesting to see how they partner up how a lot of these streaming services partner up i see in the future where netflix spotify partner up as your music alternative and your tv alternative i see in the future where disney hulu and what's another music platform i don't know disney hulu and something else in fact disney and hulu already partnered up but something else some other music platform title maybe no title sucks but another music platform partners up, maybe Pandora partner up as, oh, if you get all of us together, you get it for this low price of like $15 a month versus paying for each one of these things separately. So I see that going, it's moving in that area. Apple already has that because it has their TV platform. It has their music platform. It has your news platform. It has all of that consolidated. Amazon also has that where it has a TV platform. It has a music platform, has a news platform. So that's also consolidated. So I see a lot of these services figuring out ways where they're going to consolidate and make all of these because there are too many streaming services and people are going to get capped out. And in all the other way you can get into people, getting people to use your service is by partnering up with what people already trust. And trust is one of the biggest ways to get people to buy into your product. If people say, oh, you're partnered up with Spotify, I use Spotify. So I trust your service because I already use Spotify. And if you're partnered up with Spotify, your service must be good. You must have something that I want as well. And especially if I don't have to pay an extra 
$10 for signing up for Spotify. Oh, okay. or signing up for like Netflix, for example. Oh, cool. I'm just going to pay this one flat rate of $15 for both Spotify and Netflix. At first, they might be taking an L, but over time, they're going to be recouping them dollars, which is why I say like streaming services are end up going to be cable companies at the end of the day. are just going to be like cable companies where they have multiple different things on TV and they own multiple different stations and channels. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's the way I'm seeing this industry going because there's too many subscription services out there and I'm not about to be paying for each one of these subscription services. Like I said in the past, who wants to pay $5 just to be able to play solitaire? Because that's how much this solitaire game is trying to charge me every month. $5 because of who? I bet go and delete yourself. No, I will not be doing it. Anyway, moving on from there, the NBA is back, my friends. The NBA came back last night with the LA Clippers taking on the LA Lakers and Zion. Oh, wait, that's right. Zion didn't play because he's hurt. Which, side note, I think Zion Williamson needs to lose a little bit of weight because I don't think his body can keep taking on that much in that frame. I'm just saying, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but Joel Embiid is a sign. I'm just seeing the things that Joel Embiid dealt with initially is the same things that zion is starting it seems like he's starting to deal with a lot of knee aches a lot of knee issues and when he starts seeing that it was the same thing with yao ming he was so big and he's had a lot of knee issues but however Shaq is proof for the latter way he didn't have that many injuries he didn't have that many problems but i'm just saying i want to see zion play a long and fruitful career so according to the nba stats i think he is the second largest person second only to boban and boban is seven foot like three and zion is six nine so if you're heavier than boban or you're close to being as heavy as boban that's a problem in all honesty so or it's not necessarily a problem but i'm just saying it just for him to have a fruitful and long career he might need to drop weight a little bit just so he can keep playing really well but however his strength is also his size so it's balancing the two but anyway i bring that up because the pelicans played toronto and by the way did anybody else see toronto's ring i mean i'm telling you it was like the bat signal on that ring it was so massive like i could see it all the way from atl and they were playing in toronto them rings were shining it was massive rings they said that is the largest NBA rings in the history of NBA rings. Like those rings were massive. Those championship rings were massive. And I don't blame them. They probably ain't going to win another championship. So you might as well go all out if you're going to do it now. You might as well win the championship and go all out on those rings. But those rings were massive. And of course, they won last night, which was good. But going back to the main game of the night, which was the Pelicans was going to be one of the higher notes to watch. But since Zion was hurt. It was kind of like, and eh, this is a cool game. It was an interesting game. But the main game became Lakers versus Clippers, and the Clippers came out. PG wasn't playing, but it didn't matter because the boy Kawhi started off right where he left off. He just picked right back up, and he was efficient. And that's the thing about Kawhi. Kawhi is one of the most efficient players in the entire NBA. Always has been, always will be. AD and LeBron, they didn't really show up last night. So, We'll see, I say last night, but I'm recording this on Wednesday, so. We'll see where they go from here. The NBA season has officially gotten on the way, and I am excited to see how they play. I want to see how the Rockets play, how James Harden and Russell Westbrook play. One of the things that I'm starting to notice is James Harden is still doing the same things, at least in the preseason. He was still doing the same things he was doing when um, 
Chris Paul was on the team where he basically doesn't do anything once he doesn't have the ball. He basically just stands, not even at the top of the key, close to half court and doesn't do anything. He, he distorts the entire spacing of the floor. So I want to see how that keeps working out. And it's going to really, really mess up Russell Westbrook game if James Harden doesn't initiate or he doesn't be a part of the offense when he's not initiating it. So I hope that what I'm saying is wrong, but I'm looking forward to how Giannis plays as well. Is he going to be, be able to be a solo guy on his team and lead his team to the play to, not to the playoffs because they're gonna make the playoffs but to the finals and dominate we'll see there's a lot to watch this season i want to see ben simmons hit an outside jumper in the first game of the season if i see it oh my god the league is in trouble if ben simmons starts hitting them threes in fact not even threes if ben simmons just starts hitting them mid-range jumpers oh my god oh my god this league is in trouble ben simmons plus joel and beat think y'all know what's coming i'm just saying but then again you still have lebron and ad who they did suck but they're gonna be better it's the first game of the season we'll see how it goes as you can tell i'm very excited it's gonna be a great season i look forward to it but anyway champions league was back this week champs the league as i like to call it was back this week and guess what real madrid kept on sucking because that's what they know they were barely able to beat galatasaray this is a team that in the past that when they show up you beat them 5-0 you keep it moving and madrid was only able to score one goal it was a lucky goal on top of it and they almost let like three goals in the defense of madrid is just all over the place they're not that good i don't know what it is hazard needs to start stepping up he is just not He's not playing like he was when he was in in Chelsea. There was an opportunity he had during the game where in the past he would have cut it to his left foot and ripped it. But in this game, I just felt like he just it just felt like he was a little bit too timid. Where he got the ball and he cut to the outside and placed it back across goal and passed it in. It ended up being a goal, but still, that's not what you expect from Hazard. In the past, Hazard would play it, take the ball, cut it to his left foot, blast that thing and score. But this time he's not doing that. And then he had another opportunity where he was one-on-one -on -one against the goalie. And he beat the goalie, like dribbled past the goalie, and then smashed it against the crossbar. That is not the Hazard I know. Hazard I know from Chelsea was clinical. He used to take those chances and put them away. I don't know what's going on, but he needs to get this thing together. He needs to stop having the yips or whatever the freak it is that's going on with him. He needs to figure himself out and start playing like the superstar we know he is. We need him. I mean, he was out of shape. That doesn't help too. But still, he needs to step up because right now Madrid is just playing terrible. Benzema is the blessed player on that team right now. And Benzema is like 37 years old. The dude is old. But he's still playing like the best player on the team. That should not be happening. So the Real Madrid needs to step up. They've been sucking too much. Still good that they won, but it was a bad showing overall. It was just not good. They got lucky because they were playing against the worst team and they were just not that good. Tottenham, as we talked about, we talked about Tottenham before and how much they've been sucking. They showed up. They finally showed up against, I mean, Red Star, Belgrave. They showed up and they destroyed them 5-0. They looked like the Tottenham we expect them to look. They showed up. They completely dominated the game from beginning to end. Uh, Son had two goals. Harry Kane had two goals. It was a good show and Lamella scored one goal. It was just a good show and they just dominated the game, sucked the life out of Belgrave from the very first kickoff and just dominated the rest of the way. And this is what we expected from Tottenham and we hope to see more and more of this as the season progresses unlike Man U who still sucks even though they still managed to tie against uh Liverpool we'll give them that but they still suck but moving on from there some other teams that actually 
came out and did what we expected them to do. Man City came out, Man City destroyed. Raheem Sterling, looking like a superstar out there, he had a hat trick. They dominated Atlanta 5-1. And Raheem Sterling, I think he had like two assists. He is coming out to be more and more one of the best players in the world. The dude is just becoming a superstar in this, in this game. Uh, PSG absolutely obliterate, obliterated Club Bruges, something Real Madrid doesn't know anything about. Mbappe came out, had a hat trick in less than 30 minutes. Dude is a beast. He's like 20 or 21, something like that. And he is just dominating everything. He had a hat trick and it was beautiful to see. Uh, Liverpool also dominated this week, dominated as well. They dominated Yank 4-1 and it was a good game. Liverpool did what Liverpool knows to do. Bayern, Barcelona, and Juventus sneaked away with one goal leads and just kind of, they got in there, won, and ran away from their opponent. They were like, we got what we needed to do. We handled business. We out of here. So that's good for them. Chelsea is looking like a good team. The young, those young lads are coming together quite nicely. They're playing really, really well together. And congratulations to Bashuai for scoring a goal. He's kind of been on the back deck for the team, even though he's a really good player, but he just has not been able to start for a long time. But, but that's to be expected. Tammy Abraham is up there. He's playing really well. But Chelsea beat Ajax. And Ajax, if you don't know, is becoming one of the better young teams in this thing. Last year, they went all the way to the quarterfinals. And I believe they lost, barely, barely lost to Tottenham. Was it Tottenham? Yeah, they beat Barcelona and they barely lost to Tottenham. So Ajax is a really good team. So keep watch out for Ajax now. They're a really good team. They're young. They're spirited. They play well together. Really good team. So Tottenham, I mean, I said Tottenham. Chelsea coming out and beating them was a good and nice surprise. So we'll see where it goes from there. There were some other games. Dortmund lost to Inter Milan. That's not too big of a deal. It happens. But those were some of the games from this week in Champs the League. It's exciting. There were a lot of good report, uh, good results. Check out those highlights on YouTube. They're pretty fun. Interesting to see. There were some beautiful goals. Always are beautiful goals because it's Champions League. People were hitting all kinds of crazy volleys. Go check it out. But anyway, that's all for me. I've been rambling on for a good little minute. Mine just goes and we just talk. But anyway, thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you all on the next one. Share the podcast. Leave a review. Hit me up on Instagram if you don't follow me already. Talk to me. I like to talk to people. But anyway, it's been your boy Kelechi. God bless y'all. And peace.